This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. And I'm very excited about how my hair looks great. You know what else makes your hair look great, Jess? Washing it. (laughs) The um, Warrior Strong Wellness Collagen Peptides and Bone Broth. I've noticed a huge difference with just the health of my hair. I just have naturally thin hair. Collagen is so good for hair, nails, skin. Check out warriorstrongwellness.com for their collagen peptides and bone broth or their multi-collagen protein powder. If you use the Chasing Brighter code, all one word, Chasing Brighter, you can get 10% off of your purchase. Hello and welcome to today's episode. We're so excited today to have Emily Johnson on. She is the owner of For the Love LV, a Las Vegas boutique that offers contemporary casual clothing for men and women. Emily is a mom of four who stayed home to raise her children for 10 years. During the pandemic, while having all four kids home, she knew she wanted to go back to work. Emily's love for shopping comes from her mom, who owns a gift boutique in their hometown of Lexington, Kentucky. Together with her family, Emily dreamed of becoming a Las Vegas boutique that was about giving back to the community and becoming a part of the city they love. Their goal is to provide a space where people know that they are valued and have worth. They greet you with a smile and hope to develop lasting relationships with their customers. For the Love LV is more than just a boutique. It's a place where people can come together, find gratitude in their daily lives, and support their community. So excited to have you. Welcome, Emily. Ladies, I appreciate you having me. I just wanted to um, hear a little bit more about your journey. I think it's so funny. (laughs) You're like at home for 10 years, and then right when you have all four kids at home homeschooling, you're like, oh, it's time to go back to work now. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think... Yeah, I think, you know, I think COVID did that for a lot of us, right? Like a lot of people, I think like my husband actually switched careers right after COVID also. So um, he had the same career for 15 years and then he has switched also. So I think like we got more time to like sit and think about what we wanted our lives to look like. And um, I knew I was done having kids, so that might have played a part in it. And, um, and you know, no more babies on my boob and, you know, all of that. <laughs> Like, you know what, I, and it's, it's ironic because now that I'm back in the workplace and I, I was, I had a little business and I was actually had a little business when I was pregnant and had my first child, um, a little fitness business. So another like little startup that I had done. And now that I'm back to that, like working and being a mom, I think I'm better at that. Like, I think I'm a better mom when I'm working and, you know, out of the house then. So you know, I just, you know, had those 10 years where maybe, <laughs> maybe I didn't yeah. know that. No, me too. I was home for five years and I had to go back. Um, I'm a mental health therapist and Nevada was like, we came from California and Nevada was not giving me my license. And they were saying I had to go back to an internship. And my husband was like, just go get your hours and then quit. I don't care, but just like get your license here. And then I went back and he was the one that was like, um, you're much happier. <laughs> you're much better like working than when you were just at home. And so I think that happens to a lot of us. Kelly and I talk about that. You kind of lose yourself a little bit sometimes in motherhood and, um, and maybe you don't recognize that when you're in the thick of it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. I am. Um, my husband is getting his MFT right now. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he can reach out at any time. He yeah, needs to pick think- my brain for anything. But- in his last like nine months of you know before he's done with the school part of it so he's in some it's good it's great yeah that's cool that's really cool 
Um, and so uh, you had had a little fitness business. So um, knowing about, you know, like you have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, your your mom, who seems like a huge inspiration, having her own boutique, you know. Um, why do you think you chose... Um, you know, the arts district. And then also I love, uh, to me, I'm, I really feel the message of, um, inclusivity there. Yeah. So the arts districts to me and to my family is very inclusive, right? Um, we moved down. So we were in the Southwest of Vegas for most of our time here. We've been here for a long time. Um, and then about four years ago, we moved close to the arts district. We're more in the medical district, so we're across the 15. Um, but we are, you know, very close to the arts district. And so we started spending much more time there and saw it, like, growing. And um, we love the inclusivity of the arts district, right? You always see um, – it's just so diverse down there, like, from art to street art to restaurants and um, – lots of what I think about the arts district is that like Vegas is full of these like big box stores, right? You have every store you could possibly think of in Vegas, multiple, like multiple Gucci's, multiple, you know, all these things. You have all the famous um, celebrity chefs are here, right? We could, you can find any restaurant here. And then, so the arts district is like this little tiny place that like is actually just normal people. We were talking about the sort of hustling and like creating um, space for whatever that might be, whether that's coffee or food or, you know, I have an art gallery on one side of my store um, and a local artist, and he's been there a long time. And then I have a skateboard shop on the other side. Um, so they build boards, they build skateboards, and um, that's a local. Um, he actually has a couple stores in town, but that's a local place, too. So mm-hmm. it's a diverse community down there. And so how did you come about deciding on what, when you were going to open a shop, like how did that take shape in terms of even what, you know, there's a lot of different avenues you can take. There's a lot of different things you can offer. How have you kind of been able to shape what it is that you wanted to offer in your shop? So we're talking about my mom earlier. My mom, it's a second career for her, this boutique is. Um, So she actually, uh, she, she's like totally a badass. And she was like in the 1980s, um, in a man's world working, um, she bought into a company that she owns and manages government housing. And she grew this tiny little company to a pretty, you know, mid-sized company. And it's, um, my little brother runs it today, but she was definitely a woman in that, you know, in a man's game and, um, you know, government housing, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bureaucracy because you're working with the government. And so um, I really love that about her. And, you know, I grew up with like shoulder pads and high, uh, you know, high heels and you know, <laughs> big hair in Kentucky. And, and my dad was also like kind of like um, before his time, too, because he um, he supported her in that. He was a fireman and he quit his job and like was kind of Mr. Dad a little bit. Um, he like showed up the cheer parent meetings and like no one else did that, you know? Yeah watching them like they're they're entrepreneurs but not necessarily because they meant to be like it just kind of fell on them but they're very very hard workers mm-hmm. so my mom had always wanted to do something more fun like she worked really really hard like 60 hours a week I always was in her office growing up and so she her and I on the weekends would you know always shop little boutiques and um so she always said she was going to own a boutique one day so she retired a couple years ago and just, I don't know. I don't know if she, you know, I pulled her four grandkids across the country and I don't know what, what caused her to do it when she did it. She would tell you maybe Dolly Parton. 
<laughs> that's totally important. But she started this boutique. So I went to a market with her and this is in, you know, COVID runs together. I think this is in 20, early 2021. So I went to a buying, like I went on a buying trip with her and she was building out a space at this time and buying for it. And I remember calling my husband in the middle of it going, I love this. Like, this is so great. I, this is what I want to do. And so I thought about doing little gifts like she's doing. She, hers is very Southern. Um, lots of tableware, any kind of whatever holidays coming up, they're going to walk in there. Like right now they have just so much fun Easter stuff in her shop and um, velvet bunnies and things for Easter baskets and sets your table for Easter. You know, it's very beautiful and very Southern. And so I really enjoyed being at the spine trip with her, but I love clothes. And so her and I always would shop boutique clothing when I was growing up. And so my husband and I took a trip somewhere and we were, we just, we, that's what we do. And we take, you know, we like to eat and we like to shop and we um, like good coffee. And so we, we were in a couple little shops that were clothing um, in a, Bozeman, Montana of all the places. And I was like, I think I would rather do, this is in May of 2021. And so I think I said, I think I'd really rather do clothing. Like I think and he's a kind of a clothes horse too. So our, my shop actually does have men's clothing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit less men's than, you know, it's it's not quite half and half. But so, yeah, so it kind of just like slowly morphed into that. Um, I the, the space on Main Street kind of fell in our laps. The um, tenant before us um, was wanting out of his lease. And so the landlord had thrown it up on a site and, and my, I have a realtor friend solid. And and so we got that pretty quickly. We got the, we got the keys August 1st and we were open by September 1st. Wow. Which is crazy because my mom like did this huge build out and all these things. I didn't quite have the capital. I always say that maybe I could write a book saying like how to start a small business, like how to be scrappy and do it, you know, because I like have a ton of capital, but I, I just knew. So we added some things as we went, you know, added more Mm -hmm. lights, you know, about six months in that were prettier than the lights that were there before. Um, I wanted it to be a place of, inclusivity and for me that like felt like something like really colorful um and like like you know i I say always say my son the sun is coming in on me sorry guys um (laughs) it's like hot and loud like you know it's just like a really beautiful space um and so that's kind of how the the aesthetic of it morphed um yeah. I don't know if that answered. I just rambled. I don't know if that Yeah, no, that's great. So um, that's, I mean, even just hearing your story about, you know, with your mom and stuff, because I guess, I think one of the reasons that I would love to do this, like I mentioned, but I'm, I think the risk, taking that risk, you know, making the leap, you had your mom who is kind of doing something down that path, which maybe helped you feel mm-hmm. a little bit like you have somebody who kind of knows the ropes, um, sort of forging ahead. Um, what about, so the fashion piece though, then, okay. So your mom, you're going to this market and you're, you're, you're finding gift items. You can maybe add even to your store or something when you had one, then what about the fashion piece? Like, how do you find, how do you shop for pieces in terms of stocking your shop? Yeah. So we actually, this is 70, cause we are, um, small, like we like to shop small, I went through my closet. This is so funny. I like literally went and like looked at the brands of what I was in my mm. closet. And so my husband, my husband also, he actually was very big on um, helping me launch. Um, he's kind of, you know, I, we talked about he's getting his, his master's right now. So he's kind of doing his own thing now. But at the beginning of it, he was very, very involved. And um, 
and he's a creative. And so he, that was really nice for him to, to help me with that. But we just looked at brands and started emailing people. We didn't know much. So we knew we were like, this is like summer of 2021, early summer. We started emailing all these brands that we might want to carry. Some say yes, some say no. Some are easy to get into, some are not. Some have zip code variants, some don't. You know, it just all depends, right? And so um, we then knew that there was a buying um, market in Vegas coming up. And so Magic is here uh, twice a year. And I learned so much. I really didn't realize that you can buy immediates at these buying things. But most of the time you're buying for about six months ahead. Okay. So I spent time buying in January. And I spent time buying for end of, end of summer, early, early fall. And so sometimes brands don't fit us because like I kept looking at this, um, Steve Madden has bought a brand. I forget the name of what it was originally, but it's like a smaller brand. It's not just Steve Madden, but they've like bought into this brand and I really liked it. And it's a little more going out clothes than I carry probably. I thought, Ooh, should I bring this in with this do well here? Um, and they are so heavy on their winter. Mm. Carry it. Like they want to ship me a parka and, like a big puffy jacket in August. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, 110 degrees here till, till Halloween. <laughs> and so some of that shapes what I buy, you know, if they're like flexible with me in that. Um, I do a lot of California brands because their weather's a little more like ours. Um, but yeah, so I just started like, I started like learning. I always say this about opening a business, launching something that you don't know a ton about is you have to be like, just ready to learn. Right. Like I'm just here to, to be like, so I like picked my prettiest background because it's my friend's art. <laughs> it's so in I my love store. that. It's I know so we pretty. do a lot of art in my store. Um, we, we, we always have a wall of local artists. Right now we have a 15 year old girl, which is so great. Oh, that's As her cool. bio stuff is for sale and she gets a, you know, we do a very large commission for our, our artists. We don't take very much of their sales um, like a lot of galleries do. So, but anyway, so this is one of my best friends and she hung, a big show in our this time last year she hung a big show in our in our space so i picked her to be behind me but i didn't expect these lights <laughs> that bright orb we don't get a lot of it in chicago so well, that's <laughs> um, i so, love that i know you carry some of kelly and i's favorite brands i know you have z supply right and you and you sell cut from the cloth i do yeah yeah yep. yeah but, like this jacket's from the store and it's pistola which is also really mm, great yeah mm -hmm. yeah we really we love we love all of those. Kelly and I love um, shopping, and basically the blog and podcast is inspired from our text loop. You know, of like, look, I bought this. Did you see this? Did you see this outfit? Oh my gosh! You know, have you read this book? Did you do? Did you see this? And so, yeah. um, I know that the aesthetic of the store is is totally. Um, you know brands and things that we love too which is so fun and i and i love that you carry men's clothing um because i don't think a lot of places do mm -hmm. you know they really don't yeah we we hear that a lot and um we men are harder to, to sell to but they're but they will it's interesting they'll buy a little more expensive yeah so they buy, buy one item to our like three or four and um we do really great so we're coming into a season where we do really great with men's swim trunks here in Vegas, oh, fun. and we do really wild ones. We actually do better with those. So yeah. we do like swim trunks. We always end up selling out of them. So they, they just came in, which you know it feels cold still for that, but, but you know, which is a fun thing. It's 
going to turn fast. It will. It was beautiful out this morning, actually. So, and then where did the? I was going to say. um, I don't know about your husband's, but my husband's shopping habit is it because ours are more incremental over time, where he's more like one fell swoop. He'll order like four sweatshirts or three pairs of shoes, and like that's how he, he won't shop regularly. But then when he does, he just like replaces one part of his closet or something. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like my dad, my husband's a shopper. So like, I'm like, I, I like, I actually, we've been together high school sweethearts. Mm. And I actually say I turned, I've like turned him into a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> he's that as I am. So like, it's not, you know, like he, he would like shop any day. He would go like into a boutique and shop any day. <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. though. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, how did it come about in kind of like in the back of the store, you have uh, vintage stuff. Yeah. So the back of the store and you can find her on Instagram, it's uh, Dust Drunk Love. And she's like even more than vintage. She's amazing. So I met her at a market. um, And you know, when you meet those people that you're just like, I literally like I she comes up and introduces herself to me. We don't know each other. She's fabulous she has like a she has a master's degree from harvard she managed i'm gonna butcher her like her bio but she managed she did more than manage but she did some stuff for anthropology so she kind of looks like she's walked out of anthropology uh catalog Mm -hmm. now she's decided to do vintage textiles and like she makes handmade coats so in the back of the store you'll find some of her handmade coats and then she just shops vintage, but she has such an eye for it. And so she was at this market and I literally like, I had art hanging in the back at the time. I had this massive, um, Jessica's seen it. I had this massive garage space. And when I first opened, I had it shut. And I actually on the garage door, I have a graffiti artist that came in and did a big heart with wings and it's his like signature thing. And I mean, it's beautiful. So I kind of hate that it's cooled up all the time now because it's a beautiful piece of art. Um, but then I had to be realistic that I'm paying rent for this massive garage space. You know, I pay, you know, per square footage for my space. And and so I knew I needed to do something. So I did I did a couple of my the artists behind me and a couple of their art friends. They did big art shows back there. And while that made me some money and it made them some money, but art in Vegas is a little hard to move, especially because we see so many tourism. And so when I saw Beth, I'm like, have you ever thought about doing a space downtown? <laughs> like I offered her that space without even knowing her last name. <laughs> I knew that she was like, was going to fit my vibe. I started following her on Instagram and what she posts is a lot of things like we we believe in the same things. So she um, she has that adventure space. So she pays rent and like and rents that space for me. But it just really flows with our store. And then lots of people in the um, lots of people know the arts district for that vintage piece. Yeah. And I'm looking for that. Yeah. And we, we started actually with another girl's little like section of vintage and um, she's a Cirque performer and she wasn't really doing that full time. So it didn't work out, but it, but it started me to go, Oh, people are really looking for this down here. They really, from all ages too, you really get people that are looking for vintage furniture to like, that are, you know, like housing, a, housing, a, um, you know, doing their house or like young people that are looking for vintage clothing. So it's very cool. It's a very yeah, cool. Yeah, I have to I have to go look again because I remember saying a few coats. So I wasn't really I don't think I was paying attention as to whether that coat right was literally vintage or something that was made from vintage fabrics. So cuz there were some cool coats. I remember holding looking at them. 
Yes, it's, she has some really cool pieces. And some are just vintage, right? Like she has some like great leather back there right now. I have, and she has two of her handmade coats are on my website too. So yeah. when she, it, she sells them, so they turn around, you know, so we only have yeah. two on. It, yeah, it was hard for me to focus because I had a 14 year old who kept grabbing things and putting them in her arms. And um, and she was like, yeah, <laughs> like, mommy was like, hold on, hold on. What are you carrying? What's happening? <laughs> well, so I always say, like, I, I care between like I want and you mentioned some of my better brands. So, like, I want to house things that I want to wear. Right. You know, that yeah. was you know, I'm a 40 year old woman, mom of four. And then, but I know when you walk into my space, like my space is like a 14 year old's like wonderland. And so <laughs> I, you know, like I do, I have a couple brands that are better for that age or like, you know, young twenties. Um, I do a lot of little knickknack things. I always say like, I would rather sell like a stack of gratitude journals because gratitude is like a huge part of my life. Um, but instead I sell more, uh, you know, middle finger candles. Than, <laughs> so... That's fine. Actually, my middle finger candles is sourced by a local young local girl. So I kind of love that, too, because she yeah. you know, she she does those for me. So, yeah, no, I loved it. And I was looking at stuff. It was almost my husband's birthday and I was looking at stuff. But again, I get um, I got distracted because really. So she is our I have a daughter and then two boys. And I think she's totally spoiled and manipulative. <clears throat> and so she knows like if she gets me tired or distracted, I'm just going to like buy whatever is in her hands. <laughs> and so I was like, That's amazing. trying to focus on like, what is she, what is she all holding? But um, no, I loved it. But um, I'd love to hear a little bit more. Um, like, do you purposefully engage in a gratitude practice or tell us a little bit more about that gratitude being a large part of your life? I do. I have um, three girlfriends that I write a daily email to. Um, that's just five things I'm grateful for. Um, and so that has been a practice of mine for I'm, I'm like eight years now. Like I've literally written these emails for eight years. We actually always say that like if we could like pull them all out and write a book with them, it'd be really funny, actually. Um, Absolutely. So you all do it. You all every day email each other. Do we do? Um, and I'm and I'm, we're very consistent too. I would say that we all do at least five days a week. And these are like two of them are attorneys that own their own practices um, here in town. And then yeah. one is he owns a fitness gym in Summerlin. And so these are like really amazing women that are doing some really cool things. And, um, and we just know that like, we all, you know, an attitude of gratitude is what we like, you know, it's like the saying, like, is it just like takes you so far. And so just knowing that our lives are really great even when like the little things are hard. Right. So sometimes like, you know, one of we're, we're all married with children. And so sometimes, you know, our, we need to, we need to do a, we need to do five things we're grateful for about our spouse or five things we're grateful for about one of those kids that are driving us insane. Um, or about my, you know, about our store or practice or, you know, whatever it is. And so and sometimes it's just regular things. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a very good thing that has changed my mindset in life. How did that come about? Well, I am actually, I am actually a, a sober alcoholic. And so um, I, when I got sober, that was the mm -hmm. suggestion that someone had given me. Um, and so, you know, it, it's just like they always say a grateful alcoholic doesn't drink. And so yeah. that is. You know, and so I am somebody that like, like I would not be where I am today. I, you know, two of my kids have never seen me drink, which is such a blessing. Um, mm -hmm. And then I got so from my two, two older ones were very young. And so I just, no way could I manage my life is like, I mean, you'll just tell me for a second. I like can't keep the sun out and my water's everywhere. This is how I am all the time. 
and um, I could not manage. I mean, if I was drinking, like my life would be like, chaos, well, right? congratulations on your sobriety. And, you know, I think we all um, are a mess, right? Like, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> you don't see our... the like rest of the background of this room, for example. Corner, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> no, and I, and I feel very good. I am very right-sized in the thought of like, I, I really am like grateful that I am in recovery because it has like changed the trajectory of our lives for like the absolute better. Mm-hmm. And so as long as I stay in that gratitude and stay sober, then like, um, it's just a, it's a wonderful piece of my story. Um, because I, because it has taught me so much. And so, yeah. Are there other, um, habits, activities, um, things that help you in your sobriety as well as the oh, daily gratitude? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I use a lot of, um, a lot of tools that I've been given. Um, you know, I, I go to meetings, so I'm in a 12 step, you know, program. Mm-hmm. I, I call, I, I often most, most every day I talk to another alcoholic, you know, I pick up the phone and call someone that also, um, cause you know, I have a lot of normies in my life, like a ton. My husband doesn't over drink, you know, he could have a beer and he like leaves a half a beer sitting somewhere. Um, and what I, what I always say is we all have those habits. Like we all have something that we go to that is, um, that is destructive, right? All of us yeah. do. Um, and I, you know, I do currently still, whether it's shopping too much or, um, watching too much Netflix or, you know, whatever that is eating too much sugar, but my, my go-to bad habit will kill me a little faster, probably than your go-to bad habit, you know, or, right. or from, in my case kill someone around me right yeah. like if I drive or I you know so I will lose my life and so that's where I have to be a little more diligent I think than other people like you watch a little too much Netflix like you know are you harming anyone and so yeah so I have a lot of tools in my life that have that have kept me sober for the last eight years and um you know uh, you know turning I believe in a higher power and um mm-hmm. and that is important in my life um so yeah I didn't yeah. I know we didn't discuss this piece of my yeah yeah but I think I always think it's so I think it's so important like when I think it's so important and maybe it's because of my practice right I see people in the comparison game and obviously I see behind the closed doors so many times in people's lives and it's like people see something and they're like you know they'd see you and oh well she's look she's just got this beautiful family and she owns boutique and she's really fancy she just she doesn't understand what it would really be like to struggle or you know whatever that is right we tell ourselves this narrative that's not really based on reality and we all have struggles yes. we all have traumas we mm-hmm. all have things that are difficult that we're working through and I think that is important to share that you know for me that always helps me when it's normalized, when my struggle is normalized. And the other thing Kelly and I have begun talking about, and we're going to be having um, a woman on who is an alcohol moderation coach. Mm. And we've been talking about that because I think alcohol is, it's like the last socially acceptable drug where, you know, like people, and so it's just, I I think um, our in America, or at least my experience as American, a relationship with alcohol is not healthy. And so, yeah, you may not be dependent, you may not be abusing it, but like you're saying, like your why may not be the best why when it comes to why you're going to the glass of wine or the martini or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I think it is worth exploring. Like you're saying, um, all of us have a maladaptive coping skill and it's worth exploring if we can replace yeah. that. With something. Obviously, I think this is getting well, more well known, but like I 
you know, I fully believe that alcoholism is a, is a disease of my, you know, mind and body. And so like, you may not have that disease. So when you drink a glass of wine, it does something different in your body than it does in mine. But we're both probably not always, you know, sometimes it's just to have a night, a good time for some people, but like people that are regular drinkers that drink at, you know, every night a glass of wine or whatever it is that might need someone to, to work, walk them through not doing that. It's like, we don't, we oftentimes as humans don't want to feel our feelings, right? Yeah. We want to, we want to only feel the good feelings. And so, you know, part of life is just feeling it all right. We have to mm-hmm. feel our, so, um, I don't get to like, I don't get to numb out with that anymore. Yeah. And so I feel a lot more of my feelings than I like, you know, once was comfortable. I was reading this, this book, I think it was last year. And the guy was like, we don't have to be comfortable all the time. And I, that was the first time I really heard anyone say that, you know, where it's like, like I, I want to be, I want to be happy all the time. I want right. to be, yeah. Like that yeah. is what I, even going back to my store, I've like created this space where I want it to be full of like joy and happiness all the time because that's like what I want I want it to be bright and fun and like accepting and like all are welcomed and you know I don't want any of the negative I want none of it (laughs) like yeah 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 me too and I think like when you said um you know you met I think you said uh what is it dust drunk love Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you know you feel other people's vibe and energy when you're in tune to that and you're like oh I just want like those people around me I want that type of energy around me for sure. For sure. And I have some great staff too, that give that energy um, and are doing great things in our community. I have a, a woman working with me right now that um, her name is Kyla and she does um, her, her company is called gypsy in my pocket. And she does some hours for me in the store, but she also, her main gig is that she does um, textiles and she imports them. And I always say Turkish because her husband's Turkish and she lived over there, but there, I think she it's from multiple countries, but it's, she's getting women out of, um, the sex industry um, and they're hand wo- woven these blankets and these towels and she's selling them for a fair trade for these women. Love you know, it's, wow. But we sell her stuff in our store and, um, and then she works a little bit in the store and she's just, she's a great vibe. She's that great energy that I yeah. want. Right. Doing good in the world and for women. And I really, I really enjoy that. And and you've mentioned, you know, quite a few um, local artisans. Is that something that is kind of part of your mission as well is trying to um, promote uh, locally? Yes. For things. Hard to promote local uh, clothing. Mm-hmm. We do. Have, we do have a couple. So we have a brand in our store called Alyssi and she, Megan is a local and her and I coming together was a cool story because someone when I was. I wasn't open yet. Someone sent me an, a review journal um, article on her. And um, she she also, am, she's, it's through an NGO, which is a nonprofit overseas in India. And she these women hand make these clothing and she, and she pays a fair trade, right? And so she, they, I email her and I'm like, hey, I would love to check out your, your thing. This is totally up my alley. I love the, I love the heart behind this. And she lives in my neighborhood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> out of all of Vegas, right? Like she doesn't know my stores in our arts district. I mean, it's just like the most bizarre thing. And so she's become a friend and, um, you know, she has two, she has two little girls. And so we do sell her line, line of clothing in the store, but mostly it's like, it's, and it's mostly moms. Um, not always, but it, it's mostly women and it's mostly moms that are out there like hustling and doing these like things. Um, and so we have done countless numbers of artists and that's men and women, but I, and then we've done, we have candles and we have jewelry. We have multiple jewelry lines right now that are women here in town. 
um, which is just very cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and, um, do you think there's, I mean, you've shared so much, um, do you think there's anything else kind of in your life or on your journey that has helped you get to this moment? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, we talked about my parents and their hard work. Um, and so I will say that this doing this little store, um, I'm realizing right now, like, well, I've been trying to redefine success, right? Um, the store is not providing like a financial place where I would say, oh, I'm super successful financially because of this store. So I've been re- trying to redefine success. And what I've come to conclusion is all these stories I've told you about, all these humans I've interacted mm-hmm. with, it's for sure a place of success in my life. Um, I would not have met. I've met so many wonderful people because of the store in the last 18 months. And so I'm like feeling I will never regret this. I've employed people. I've, you know, I've given money in our community because of this. We've given back some to some charities. Um, And so I know that I'm successful in that. I will never regret this decision. But I will say that I I believe because of my parents hard work and really their their parents really put in some hard work. Right. Like their parents just like didn't did like. My, my grandfather was a Greyhound bus driver. Like he didn't do that because of the, it wasn't sexy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was like fun, beautiful. He didn't get to dream about his aesthetic and his, you know, like these things. And so I will say that I come from a place of privilege and I know that from getting to be able to open the store. Right. Like this is like, I, my husband supports me in it and I, you know, I don't have to worry about like, is this going to pay my light bill at home? Um, when I launched mm-hmm. this store. And I know that that is not a place that everyone gets to do, right? Like, um, and I think in society right now, we really, really make those things, like getting to do what I'm doing is like, like this next generation's like dream kind of thing, yeah, right? Like working, the Holy Grail. Yeah, working <laughs> themselves, getting to do their thing. And, and I don't think, you know, our society needs those people that are just gonna go to work and work, you know, the nine to five. Um, without, without all that. And so, um, I know it's a place of privilege and I know that's what got me here, you know, which I'm great, which I'm grateful for. (laughs) Yeah. You know, our March book club is the cafe at the edge of the world and it speaks, it's a great little book. Um, and I think that it speaks to that. Like what he is kind of talking about is that we just get this job and then we hate it and we're, we're in the rat race and it's a grind and we tell ourselves we're doing this to save money so then we can retire and do the things we enjoy doing but Mm -hmm. we can kind of simplify our lives Mm. and so we're not we don't have as much output so that we can be engaging in a career and a purpose that we're enjoying so we're not preparing to end it to retire you know what i mean if i'm making any sense and And I love that. And I think, too, like how many of us are engaged in something that we're passionate and purposeful about. And then if we are, it's not like we we don't have to worry about money because what what are you saving for? Because if you're saving to retire, you don't need to retire if you're loving what you're doing. You know what I mean? And I think there is something about like we're like we're all about accumulating wealth for what kind of thing. And so it was, it was fascinating. It was an interesting book and it kind of speaks to what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, you know, also like the idea of like, sometimes we work to, for our hobbies, right? Like work is just a mean for our, like, yes. you know, get us to, like to do the things we love. And so, well, I also think it's a good inspiration some way for 
as a parent with our kids, right? In terms of, I mean, even to what you're saying, Emily, you're, you're doing something, like I said, for myself, I'm very envious of, but at the same time, all the, nothing is easy, right? And you following your passion and doing what you want to do, it involves risk. It involves, you know, mm-hmm. late night, it's it, weekends, you yeah. know, things where it's not always easy, but showing, showing our kids that we are doing things that we love is important too. And helping them to know they can do anything in some way. I don't know if you feel yeah. that way or with your kids, um, how you, how do they see you? Yeah, no, they definitely, um, especially my older two, you know, I have a 10 and 12 year old that definitely get more that like, I have this space downtown that we love. They like to come to it. Um, you know, they kind of work it when they're there, they can check people out. They can, you know, they know all that. They like the businesses around it. You know, it is like a very, um, community driven, like idea for them. And they, so they see me like open this thing and work this thing and, um, and do my, I think they understand that I do my best to put them first still, um, in, in that I have to juggle this, you know, I have to juggle this thing that I've decided to do. And so, um, so yeah, so that, I think that's great. I think also like, it's been a fun, like I have also have a four and a, a four and a six year old and the six year old, the four year old doesn't, he doesn't care, um, <laughs> but the six year old, she comes in and she'll see something she wants. And so she knows now that she has to like stamp bags or, um, you know, mm-hmm. whatever in the back or whatever I ask her to do, she has to do that to earn whatever that is that she might want. And so that's been a fun thing to show them. Like, no, we don't just get to take that home. Like you need to work for it. And so I've enjoyed that, um, that piece of it also. And then my older two really like to tell people that my store is down there, which always makes me like, you know, swell with some pride. Like they're like, oh, my mom has a store on Main Street, you know. And so that's fun. Yeah, I love that. Um, I remember when I went to college and a couple of my roommates' moms um, were at home moms, but they had college degrees. I remember asking like, Oh, what did your mom do or whatever? And they're like, I don't know. And I was like, you don't know like what your mom studied or about your mom or any of those things. That was really surprising to me. Cause you know, our, our mom was very um, present in her life as far she was a nurse. That was her career. It was a thing, you know, I knew what she studied, I knew about her life. And I always remember being like my kids, when they go somewhere, they better know, me as a woman right not like i don't know what my mom does but i want them to know me as a woman and what i'm passionate about and and um you know what i'm doing and and you're right like it's it is fun when when you can catch them bragging about you i think that's really cool because you're showing them that you're a multifaceted being and not just this woman that drives them all over the place you know yeah yes for sure for sure Mm -hmm. it's such a balance though right like because sometimes you know and we like have the guilt of like, do I do enough for them? Do I make my life, you know, which, where do you draw the line of like making my life about my kids or making my life about myself? And, you know, that's just such, I don't think we have, there's no answer to that. Like, I know that to be true. You know, like, I think there's like a, just a, we do the best we can. Um, you know, even like, I mean, or, or what do we, you know, when you have multiple children, it's always hard too, right? Like my, my two middles are in elementary school and they have to miss their skate night at their elementary school, which they love. They do it once a semester because, their older sister has a choir concert and like we go support her at her choir concert. You know, both of them were like pouting and mad about it today. And I'm like, I don't know to tell you kids, you know, like we're not going to not go to the choir concert, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is, you got to make kind of sacrifices or, you know, make those compromises and and that's part of life too. Mm -hmm. And we know that as adults, right? Like we know that this is 
is good. They, they can experience disappointment. That's fine. You know, like they, yeah, like things that we have all like set aside and not done because for the sake of someone else that we love. Right. And so I know it's good, but you know, that's just always life. Like right. balancing, balancing what, what that looks like. You know, I say it over and over. Um, I say this over and over, but if you're telling your kids you love them every day, they're a step ahead of everybody. You know, I just said this the other day of the podcast, but the people that I see in my practice, I specialize in trauma, were not told that someone loved them every day and did not feel loved. And so to me, I think if we can step back and know that we gave our kids a hug and a kiss and told them we loved them every day, they're going to be okay. You know, but I do think, so I have three, (laughs) I have three and I think the third gets a chef every time for Mm. sure. He didn't even get a nap as a baby because I was throwing him in the car to go Mm. with the other kids. And so he's one that he's just known like, right. He's just thrown in the car and taken to where we have to do. And uh, I always say his bar for his expectations of me are very low. You know, for my oldest, I was the room mom and I was always there and I was doing all the things. And for him, he's like, I don't even know moms can volunteer at a school. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> That's I okay. Birthday party this year. She's never had a birthday party. She's six and she got a birthday party. And you're like, oh, well, that was, I can, you know, the other one's got one at one, two, three, four, yeah. you know. But this, and then COVID had something to do with that, COVID right? Like, for you know, sure. But she was like in kindergarten and was like, I want to invite all my friends. And, you know, we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Like we did the full like Chuck E. Cheese birthday because I had done stuff like that for my other two, you know, probably. Yeah. Right. Like my other two got like Pinteresty birthday parties and then. Yeah. You just got Chuck E. Cheese because I run. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fun, though. My middle tells me all the time. And so we joke about it. It's when I was a good mom. That's our saying. Like, remember when you were a good mom? And like, I look back, I don't. Kelly knows. Kelly was with me on this journey. I don't I really have no idea what I was doing. I don't I don't know what was happening. But you talk about Pinterest birthdays. I made this like elaborate, like, I don't know, eight layer cake with like Super Mario Super Brothers. Mario. And yeah, he was Super like, Mario remember that cake? Intense. He keeps saying, remember that cake? And he'll grab my phone and look at pictures remember you did this i'm like yeah i don't do that anymore <laughs> that, that mom is no longer here <laughs> no, for sure not but oh well they I mean, at least we made that one little memory he's got that memory to take with him um but you know they i think they definitely have a happier mother so i think it's more important that they yes. have a happier mother i was gonna say that them. too yeah Mm-hmm. I think yes. that's no kind of like zombie or something. I don't know what's happening. Well, and it, you know, it's, it builds memories, right? Like we, this last fall, I do vintage market days, which is a market at downtown Summerlin. And so I, I drag all my stuff over there for the store. And that same weekend, I also run my kids PTA because why would I not? Mm-hmm. And they had a fall festival at their school that weekend and my son's fourth birthday. And so, you know, in the midst of my insane nutty life, I ran, I had forgotten to buy donuts for the cake do, donut walk that we had at this fall festival. I asked my dad to pick up just like bags of donuts. So my dad goes to the store because my dad like is here helping me. Right. He's flows flies in to like help me with my life that weekend. <laughs> and I was like 30 bags of donuts. Well, we forgot about them. So we, at the end of the weekend, we're exhausted. We have not sang to this poor little four-year-old baby Sunday night. We go to like sing to him and I'm like, what are we going to, what kind of cake are we going to do? And my dad's like, I got 30 bags of donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Just do this massive stack of donuts and and, like, this is his four-year-old birthday. And like, sweet memory. And like, this is what our lives look like at this time. And yeah, we ran a business. We, we did a fall festival and we, you know, still celebrated the baby. So yeah. Well, and in all reality, they don't know it any other way. You know, sometimes it's like putting undue pressure on ourselves to like achieve this vision of something where a lot of kids don't know 
what they're missing out on or what we, you know, what we perceive as a missing out on. But I don't know how many of those, even sometimes those birthday parties, kids remember versus right. just spending time with their friends yeah. and family and whatever those things are. And I can say it's finally coming around full circle. My daughter is almost 15 and in high school and she's finally hearing, which I don't know, really becoming aware and hearing other people's stories and recognizing their life. And she'll come home and say, I am so glad for you, mom. Like, mom, I am so happy that you're my mom. And I was, I don't know if I told you this, Kelly, did I say this? Like she was texting her friend sitting beside me and I mean, she knew I was looking at her phone and it was like, you know, my mom says God sends his strongest warriors tough times because he knows that they can get through it or something. And I was like, your mom says that she was like, yeah, mom, you say it all the time. I'm like, I tell you that God sends his toughest words. She's like, yeah, you told me that. And I was like, she's, it just made me, I'm like, wow, I sound really great. Like, who's this mom? That's awesome. And so she's like sharing these words of wisdom to her friends. And so I have those little peaks, you know, now that she's older of like, okay, okay, it's going to be okay. All right. Yes. Yes. I always say that. Like, I don't know yet. Have I, you know, are any of mine going to turn out? Okay. I don't really quite know yet, yeah. but yeah, you're getting to that point where you're like, oh, okay, I might've done this. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're doing okay. You start to get some of the payback, mm -hmm. some yeah, of the rewards. Definitely. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this was so wonderful. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so excited. I need to, I definitely am going back to the store spring break. I'm planning some little excursions. I mean, I think we do see a lot of Vegas here, um, but more people are telling me about all the, like, I just found out there's a Japanese market right around the corner from my house. Like I did not know about this. So I'm planning all these excursions of all the amazing things we have here. So yeah, well, well, that's wonderful. We hope the Arts Districts continues to get on the map here, you know, and continues to grow. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank yeah, you, ladies. Thank you, Emily. Um, I can't wait to stop in at For the Love LV when I get back to get back to Vegas this summer. Yeah, yeah. We'll look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com. 